I V M. Hello, you're listening to Smile India, and I'm your host Shifa Maitra. On this podcast, you get news that you don't normally get on mainstream media. News that's true, uplifting, and totally desi. So let's get started. Did you know that there are five Indian foods that have their own GI tags? Geographical indication tells the world where this high-quality product comes from. We as Indians need to feel good about this. So here's some more information on the Big Five: saffron from Kashmir. India is the second largest producer of saffron in the world after Iran. If the spice is expensive, it's because it grows only in four districts of Kashmir, and each stigma of the flower has to be carefully handpicked. Each flower has three stigmas, so you can imagine the time and effort that goes into gathering a kilo. The second place is shared by Bengal and Odisha over the rasgulla. Both claim they invented it. Navin Chandra Das, a sweet maker in Kolkata, is said to be the first person to have made it. So Bengal got the tag in 2017, but Odisha then showed us how they were offering it to their gods in the 12th century. After extensive research, they got the tag as well two years later, but they have to share it with Bengal. Maharashtra, more specifically, five regions have the tag for the Alfonso mango. This is a personal favorite since summers are incomplete without hapus. Seven states in India share the next tag, the one for basmati rice from the Indo-Gangetic plains. Good news is that no other state or country can claim basmati rice is grown there. Next up is Baba Budangari's coffee. This Arabica coffee is cultivated in the Chikmagalur hills. The first coffee seeds in India were said to be brought here from Yemen by a Sufi saint called Baba Budangari. So the hills and the coffee are named after him. About time we all try our GI tagged goodies, right? Now I must tell you about Sarita Kanchandani, a zoologist and former school teacher from Ulhasnagar. When the lockdown began, she heard about over 50 birds dropping dead near her house. There was a college there, and the birds used to get leftover food from the canteen and water as well. Now that the source was shut and everyone was indoors, these mute creatures were dying of thirst and hunger. Sarita decided to take charge. She took permission from the authorities and got empty plastic bottles from stores, plates from restaurants and got to work. With the help of the children from her housing complex, she made bird feeders and with wire began hanging them from trees and elevated areas. She ensured there was ample grain and water in each. She requested residents around to send her videos and was thrilled to see birds and even squirrels having their fill. After she'd done this all over Ulhasnagar, Sarita and her team put up feeders in the neighboring suburbs of Ambarnath and a few more districts in Thane. She specifically went to areas like temples and schools where birds were known to go for food. A big thank you to Sarita ma'am and here's hoping others follow her example. It really does take a village to bring up a child and this is playing out wonderfully in some tribal villages of Maharashtra. Schools shut down due to the pandemic and children were all home. When the lockdown entered its third month parents realized that the children seemed to have forgotten what they had learned especially the ones in smaller classes so a local ngo shramik mukti sangathan stepped in they set up classes for students from class 1 to 6 in local halls and the teachers older children who studied till class 12 or were graduates everyone was home so they agreed kids were back in class and enjoying this To keep them motivated, the NGO gave money to some parents to cook tasty snacks for the students and teachers every day. Seeing how much it was helping both students and teachers, other villages started doing the same. 
a great example of how you can be the change you wish to see in the world. How often do we have juice at a roadside stall and wonder what they do with all the pulp? Or do we even think that the orange and lemon peels at home can be used for something else? While things like pulp and peels have given a new source of income to some in Delhi. Student entrepreneurs from Delhi University formed an NGO called Utkarsh and began researching. They spent a year finding out how and what could be made from these healthy but discarded vegetables and fruits. From chips to cookies, they tried everything. And when they had snacks that were healthy and nutritious, they set up centers. Here they train women from the slums and these women get a share in the profits. So every day women would get done from their chores and head to the center. Many of them have earned something on their own for the first time. The products are on sale at the centers and will soon be retailed in stores as well. This sure is a win-win project for all. Now, before I sign off, here's something you can do. Given that we're still in the midst of a pandemic, let's avoid the regular monsoon illnesses and stay strong. Besides the obvious ones like do not let stagnant water stay anywhere at home, here are some more. It helps that we're all having healthy home-cooked food. Try and add papaya to your list of fruits since it's said to prevent malaria and dengue. Also, ensure that you're drinking enough water and fluids. We all tend to forget that since the weather doesn't make us thirsty, so keep an eye. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, it's at Shifa Maitra on Instagram and Twitter. I will see you soon with a new episode of Smile India. 